Hello, I've got a special guest coming up on this next episode. Her name is Mindy Duff, and we are having an amazing conversation all about living authentically. You will love her. I'll have all of her details in the show notes. Check her out. I'll see you in the show. Hi, you're listening to Behind the Veil of Your Magical Life. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Mindy Duff, and she is the host of the podcast Up Level Your Life with Mindy, which, by the way, I've been listening, and you all should subscribe, as well as a speaker, certified holistic health and nutrition coach, and a published author. Her mission is to help individuals uncover their best selves through the power of self-care and self-love. Mindy loves spending time with her family, doing yoga, and enjoying the outdoors and writing music. Hi. Thank you so much for coming, Mindy. Oh, thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. So is there anything else that you want to share about your bio, like a little little tidbit that you can share with all the listeners? Yeah. So that's, I think it's worth noting, and given the topic that we're going to kind of delve into today, um, this is what I do now. And this is not always what I have done. Um, I actually went to school. I have a double major in music ed, music therapy. I was a music teacher, elementary music teacher for over a decade. Um, I also have been a holistic health and nutrition coach, working solely with clients one-on-one, some group coaching, focusing on physical symptoms, physical body ailments and whatnot. Um, and then now, now I do all this wonderful work. So it's been kind of an interesting path that has led me here. Um, but I just thought that might be relevant background information. Um, Absolutely. Just because, you know, life is not always what you think it's going to be. And <laughs> oh, it's definitely not a straight path. It's definitely got some no. spirals in there. Yeah. Yes. And I think when you embrace the wobbles and the curly cues in your life, you can really start to be like, oh, because what you learned in school with music probably can help you with so many other things. And um, I've had one of those careers where I change careers, it seems, every three to four years, which everyone else in my life thinks like, just make a decision and settle down, stay with one company the rest of your life, like they all do. And I'm just thinking like, no, like everything I've done has brought me to where I am today. And then like, my knowledge has grown. So I think that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm um, curious. Now, maybe you don't know the answer to this. But um, are you familiar with human design at all? Yes, just minutely. I'm probably about the same. Um, have learned about my own and then that's where I kind of ended it. But I have a one three profile. And for people that are listening that are like, I don't know what human design is. Don't worry about it. But the one three profile <laughs> means you're a person that um, I always think of it as I like to learn about everything, but I don't mm. necessarily like deep dive and become the expert on, you know, this one thing. And that's where I'm going to spend the rest of my life is, you know, dentistry or whatever you know the topic is some people are like that some people Mm -hmm. really just like know absolutely everything there is to know about this one thing and I um I couldn't 
I couldn't live my life that way and be authentic to who I am if I if I did that. So um, I've embraced the one three profile and I love learning about all the things. And ooh, I'm going to learn about this now and this now. And that's one of the reasons I, I love, love my that. podcast so much is because my podcast allows me to learn about this new topic and learn about that new topic and have this yeah. expert on um, all kind of under that same umbrella of living a better life. So yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's a great transition into the lovely topic that we want to have today. And it's about living authentically. And I understand that this is kind of your focus today. Um, So what to you is living authentically? Yeah, well, you know, when you think about being authentic, and it's, I almost hate, it's like a love hate, the fact that it's kind of become a buzzword. Like if you're Mm -hmm. on social media, oh, be authentic. Okay, yeah. But there's a reason because we're not doing it. So let's, maybe we need more reminders. Um, It's it's being the the you-iest you that you can be, (laughs) right? Like that deep in your soul, who are you really truly? Um, And I think we lose a lot of that over the years, most of us. I I would venture to say almost everyone Um, If you're not being conscious of it, you hit a point where you kind of let life happen to you uh, and and you're just not always being true to who you really are. So getting to know yourself uh, and honoring those needs that you have, like me having that one, three human design profile. And if you don't buy into the human design thing, that's okay. But I am definitely a person that likes to learn about all those different things. So I'm honoring that. And with my podcast, that's how I happen to use, you know, fulfill that need and it's very satisfying and rewarding. So that's just one way that I personally can live authentically, um, just as an example. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is, I love that you said the you you, and I feel like that should be a t-shirt that you should sell. <laughs> um, because I feel like that's so true. Each person is so unique, 100%. I yeah. often will look at my sister and I'll be like, how were we... How are we only two years apart and have completely different ways of viewing things? Like, it it just, it baffles my mind at times. Like, we have the same experience, but perspectives are so different. And perspectives can kind of shift that. What do you do when somebody comes to you who feels challenged about being authentically themselves? Maybe there's criticism around them that... You know, it's hard to release the anxiety that some of us may feel when we feel like we're disconnected from other people. Um, so what what kind of tips or tools can you offer for those people that just can't seem to be authentic? They become whoever they're nearest to at that time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, some people have a tendency just to be super empathetic or, you know, we're, again, going back to the human design a lot today, but there's personalities that are reflectors that will kind of just, that's part of who they are is to reflect that. Mm -hmm. But that shouldn't come at a cost of, you know, you abandoning your own self just for what everybody else wants. You know, we see people pleasing um, a lot in our society that, you know, I just want everybody else to be happy. And then I'm, I'm happy. As long as you're happy with who I am, then I'll be happy. Um, So I think it really depends on where the person is having trouble being open with their authenticity. Um, Mm -hmm. Some things might have bigger consequences than others. You know, if you live, if you were raised in a family of people who are extremely, let's say, homophobic and you yourself are, you know, maybe you're a lesbian and that's just how it is. 
that's going to be a lot different to approach that situation versus you just have a history of just making other people feel happy and good and put yourself last. Well, that's Mm going to have a different, you know, connotation there. Um, But uh, it's all going to go back to boats are going to be rocked and boundaries are going to have to be put into place. It's not something that most people should just do overnight, you know, say, oh, I want to be authentic. Well, I'll just stop doing all those things and start doing all these things. First of all, it's it's going to be way too hard. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to have to ease into it. And really, it's going to start with just going back to yourself and not worrying about everybody else, which is probably been the pattern for many people. It's about going back to your own self, getting to know yourself and then honor those needs. What do you need? Nobody else is here to take care of you. You are here to take care of you. And that should be your number one priority. Um, I hate this because it's overused, but the oxygen mask, you know, put yours on first and then take everybody else, care of everybody else. But that's true here. So take care of your own self. You're going to be a better everything to everyone if your needs are being met. Um, Lisa Nichols has a wonderful quote that, golly, I should memorize because I share it all the time and I don't have it memorized at all. Um, But it's about filling your own cup and then filling, uh, serving others from the saucer. So like you're Mm. filling your cup and it's overflowing and then you serve others from that saucer. So your cup is so full. Um, And that's a different approach to things. And it's not the way most people are used to operating. And that's going to take some time. It yeah. just is. It's going to take time to um, kind of learn what that feels like for you. And then you'll start to just kind of notice where you need to put some boundaries in place. You're not, again, not going to wake up one day and go, oh, I need to set all these boundaries. I'm going to call up all these people and say, I'm no longer doing these things. Like, right. mm, probably not. That And that's probably that's not going to go over so great. <laughs> yeah, and it's exhausting. But um, as you kind of notice things, you know, maybe somebody asked you to do something. And now after you've a while of, you know, a lot of introspection, maybe you go, oh, you know what? I actually normally I would have said yes to that, but I don't want to do it. I don't want to do that thing at all. So then you say no. And the first several times when it's even something small, if you're used Mm -hmm. to being that yes person, it's going to feel icky. It's going to feel like, oh, gosh, I shouldn't, I should, you know what, I should just say yes, because it's just me that's going to suffer. I can handle it. I can take it, right? And then I don't have to worry. Yes. And then I don't have to worry about the other person feeling bad or or whatnot. But don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. And, you know, and sometimes you might do it and that's okay. But um, if you have something that, you know, that awareness is going to be so important when you realize I used, I would have said yes to that, but I don't want to do this at all. Say no. And half the time, more than half the time, whoever is asking you to do it is going to go, okay, and go ask someone else and not care at all. Half of the time. Yeah. And the other half of the time, you might get a little pushback depending on if it's close family members or friends, you know, people that have benefited from you not having boundaries before are going to be like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What is happening here? And that's, you know, it's part of the process. But again, that's their reaction. And it's not your responsibility to micromanage their emotions and say, oh, well, I better do this because I don't want them to be upset. No, you take care of yourself. And then whatever they react to is whatever they react to. That's not your job. Doesn't give you the right to be a jerk about it. 
But right. if you are being authentic um, and saying, you know what, this just doesn't doesn't fit with me, doesn't fit with who I am or what I want to prioritize in my life right now. There's very polite ways to turning people down. Um, and if they take it poorly, that's a reflection of where they're at. And that has nothing to do with you. So right. that was a long <laughs> answer to your question. <laughs> yeah, I, love it. I love that all. And I think like there's also a self-evaluation connected with that. And so yeah. sometimes like your friends are going out for drinks one night and you've had a hectic week and you just want to rest. So saying no in that instance is, is different than somebody calling and asking you for help. Like I had, I remember one example and it was honestly probably one of the first times I said no to this particular friend and they are friends with a corn farmer and they were like, will you come? We're going to have a corn husking canning party. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, well, do you do you need me there? Like, is me not being there going to mean that your family is going to starve this winter? And they were like, no, we've got like eight people coming. And then I was like, then no, like I don't, because that sounds that doesn't sound like how I want to spend like my day off, you know. And I just rem- I remember their reaction because they were like, Alicia said no, like really? Like, and everyone that was there was like texting me. I was like, I can't believe you said no to this. How did you say no? And I think they all wished they had. (laughs) I think there's an evaluation. Like if a friend really needs your help, then, but where do you create that? Do you have even advice on that? How do you create balance on evaluating the situation and honoring what you want? Um, in situations where someone's asking for help. Yeah. Well, I think that the first thing you need to do is ask yourself, do I, do I want to do this? I mean, and be, you have to be able to be honest with yourself. And really, I think that if you are a person that has spent years and years and years abandoning yourself and years and years and years of not knowing who the heck you even are, it's, that's not even going to be easy to ask yourself and to trust that answer. Um, So it's going to, it's going to take some time, but if you can get to a point where someone asks you, Hey, come to this corn shucking party, (laughs) you you ask yourself, okay, do I, do I want to do it? You're probably, you will get an instant answer now, whether it's up to you, whether you trust that or not, Um, but that's your intuition, your inner guidance that's kind of speaking to you. And if the answer is no, okay. But then if you're like, well, I still don't know, well, ask yourself like what, what's to be gained here? What's, what's to be lost? What's to be gained? Well, I would mm-hmm. get to support this friend and I would hang out. It's probably going to be a little bit of fun. Mm-hmm. What's to be lost? Well, my weekend, because I had all these other things that I needed to get done. Mm-hmm. And you know, what, where are my priorities this weekend? So, you know, asking yourself that way, but giving yourself permission to put your own priorities first. Yeah. So that doesn't mean that you always will. That doesn't mean you say no to everybody. You know, you have a friend that is having surgery and says, I am going to need a ride home from the hospital and my family's all out of town and I don't have anybody else. Can you? Okay. Ask yourself what, what's to be gained here? What's to be lost? What's to be gained? Can I do this? Yep. I can physically do it. I've got the time. I really want to support my friend. Sure. Absolutely. I'll do this for Mm -hmm. you. What's to be lost if I just say no, because 
I just am trying to practice saying no. Yeah. (laughs) Am I going to leave my friend high and dry? What am I doing instead? Well, I'm just sitting at home, not doing anything. (laughs) You know, so obviously just kind of analyzing your situation a little bit. But again, when the answer is no, I don't want to do that thing. Give yourself permission to not do that thing. Mm I'll give you permission right now. If you're looking for external permission, Mindy Duff is handing it out right now. You have permission to say no to something. The next thing that somebody asks you to do that you don't want to do and does not benefit, it does not, you know, supporting your your priorities at all, then you have permission not to do it. For me, I would prioritize helping support my friends. So if a friend needs help, a ride home from the hospital. Absolutely. Right. Right. But if a friend needs help shucking corn and she's got eight other people coming and right. I don't like to do, I've done that. I don't like to do it either. I would have stayed <laughs> home from that corn shucking party too. Right. And if I have other things that were going on, then yeah, that's sorry. Not for me. Yeah, for sure. And I think that it's, I love that you gave everyone permission because it's true. Nobody needs us an outer person to give somebody permission, but kind of how society is. A lot of us do because a lot of people, um, and I'm speaking with about myself specifically, like being saying no is being selfish. Like when somebody needs something, you're always supposed to help be selfless. Putting yourself first is selfish and nobody wants a selfish person in their life. And so it's, it is challenging for a lot of us because we struggle with that. And then it's like, where do you create that line of, no, this is for me. Like Mm -hmm. this, like I need to say no right now. Like um, I'm trying to think of an example, but you know, growing up in, in a community where um, the most important thing was being selfless and giving of yourself, a hundred percent and like giving your energy out to all of these other people. What are your thoughts on that? Like, did you experience that as well? And, Mm -hmm. and what are some, you know, I kind of want to talk about like when you start to live authentically, the beautiful side effects that start to happen because it is hard for all of us, but I'd like to also hear kind of, when you're raised in that, it's really hard to, to branch out and yes. accept accept the consequences that happen from other people when they're like, well, she's so selfish. And that's yes. thought of like in, in my church going family community, that was thought of as like Satanistic almost. Like it was like yes. something's wrong with you. So do you have anything to say about oh, that about comment? <laughs> And I, I can 100% relate to that. Um, and I know I used to be this way. I know lots of people who are this way, who they, they say yes to everything because they feel like they have to, Mm -hmm. they feel like they're obligated to, because, well, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? Um, one piece of advice I have to counter that with is, you know, if you always say yes, you're depriving somebody else from the opportunity to step up. So that's kind of a little mind shift there. And I know I live in a small community and sometimes there isn't anyone to step up. I mean, I live in a really small community. Like we got like 200 people here. Wow. Um, yeah. So like sometimes there is this feeling of, well, if, if, 
if you don't come and help, then this thing isn't going to work. Or if we don't have more people show up. Okay. So then what happens? So, well, then we don't have this event or this thing doesn't, doesn't happen. Okay. And if that doesn't happen because there wasn't enough people that were interested and invested in it, maybe it didn't need to happen. Right. Mm, Yeah. Maybe there's not enough like reason to even be doing this because I think in some communities, um, we get caught up in the way things have always been done. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that just because it's always, I see this in churches a lot, just kind of across the board, nothing specific, but um, just because it's been done that way for so many years does not mean that that's effective now or that there's a need or desire for that now. Um, I will say that, you know, volunteering is great and I like to volunteer. I volunteered for too much. Mm. I volunteered for so many things because again, small community, there's lots of opportunities for me to become involved and it was way too much. And what happens is you end up getting burnt out, stressed out. Your house is a mess. My house is still a mess, but (laughs) that's another topic (laughs) for another day. Um, And then you don't have time for the things that you really enjoy because you're running from this to that, to that, to that. And I'm still coming down off of that. And it's, it's taking time because, um, being the kind person that I am, but also being Mm -hmm. authentic to myself, I'm not the kind of person that's going to leave people high and dry. So it's kind of like a tapering off from certain things for me. And I'm still in that process, but it has freed up my time to focus on some of the things that I love. So I love right now helping with our community theater. Um, Mm. I probably won't always, but I am loving it now. And then when I show up for those rehearsals, I am invested. I cannot, when I sit down with the other director and we talk about ideas, it's like so much time passes and it's like, oh my gosh, we got to wrap this up because we're just so in it. You know, you get in that flow state and we're just so interested in it. That's, that's how you want your volunteers for things, right? I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about bacon bars for the town, like bake sale, something a little bit different. Um, but when you're really investing a lot of your time, I want people to be investing their time in things that they're passionate about, whether that is your extracurriculars, your, your hobbies, your volunteering, or whether it's your career or your relationships, you want to be invested in it. When I, I say this all the time, when I go to the dentist, I want my dentist obsessed with teeth. My dentist is obsessed with teeth. I really, (laughs) truly believe that I love my dentist. I think he like really just digs his job. The people that do my taxes, I want them to be like, yes, give me more numbers. I cannot wait to sit alone in this dark room with all these numbers by myself. Like, yes, do it because I hate this. So you do it. Like, that's, I want everyone in the world, if you're really truly tapped into your, your authenticity, your authentic self, you should be super, pa- you know, you won't be a hundred percent passionate all the time. Yeah, 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 I get it. But most of the time you want to be so passionate about what you're putting your time and your energy into. So when it comes to people that are saying, oh, well, she's being selfish because she didn't volunteer for this to help with this car wash, or she didn't volunteer to come run this bake sale. Okay. I mean, and that's hard, I know, coming off Mm -hmm. of being a people pleaser, but that, again, that's their deal, not yours. Right, right, right. The world is a mirror. So those people that are, like, offended that you are not volunteering, which half the time they don't know what your life is like. 
they don't know no. what what else is going on. You might actually have, aside from just, I don't want to do it, you might have some very valid reasons to not not do it. Right. Um, whatever you're saying no to, maybe, you know what, I just, I don't have the bandwidth for this because I'm spending my energy on this, these other things, and that's mm-hmm. going to leave me de- depleted. And I need to be functioning in society. So I'm going to go ahead and sit this one out, Ethel, and you go ahead and have fun with your bake sale. But, you know, I'm sitting over here. Um, and yeah, Ethel. Yeah, all, <laughs> darn her. Anyway. No, I love that. And I think, too, that when you live authentically and you're saying yes to the things that you want, the number one thing that I noticed as you were talking about helping the theater and, like, that kind of community was your vibration. So your vibration is running higher. And when our vibrations are running higher, beautiful things are like drawn to us. And so um, I also had somebody once tell me, would you rather have your friend come and hang out with you when you 30% only want to be there? Are they only 30% want to be with you? Or would you rather them say no that day, but the next time you see them, they're all in and you just have the most fun, the most laughter, you know, like, that's what you wanted. And that really changed my perspective, because I was like, oh, no matter how hard I fake it, saying yes to something, not wanting to go and pretending that I'm having the time of my life. First off, that's exhausting me. Mm-hmm. And so when I leave, then I can't do anything for like two days, because I'm just like, so physically drained and my introverted self is like, Nope, we have to we have to rebuild this bundle here. And so I love the vibrational thought of it, though, because um, what beautiful things can draw to us when we start living authentically, like opportunities yes. that we're in. You and I are in um, the say a couple of the same groups on Facebook, and I really feel like if I hadn't been authentic in the moments that I signed up for both of those. Like, where would I be right now? And there's just like this beautiful journey that I've been in the last year and a half of like discovering so much more of myself and allowing myself to be me. And so for me, living authentically is like, once I feel that vibration, I want to hold on to it. I want to latch on to it and like have that with me. And so um, I love that that living authentically is really living a high vibrational life too. And um, how long do you feel like you've been specifically focused on living authentically for yourself? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, Again, it's not something that just like happens overnight where you wake up and you're like, Hey, I think I'll be all authentic today. (laughs) Um, But I would say, gosh, it probably all started around 2020. Boy, that was a great year. (laughs) A lot of things happened in 2020. Um, But that was, you know, there might have been a little bit leading up to that, maybe 2019 to 2020, somewhere in there is where it started for me. And that, you know, um, the Awakeners program that you and I um, are both in, one of them, mm-hmm. um, that really was a big, a big like milestone moment in my life because that course just, it kind of um, in a good way forces you to dig into some things a little bit about what you yeah. actually want in your life. So that 
um, I mean, there was a little bit leading up to it, obviously, which is what led me to take that. But through the work of taking that course, working with different coaches, you know, the more I learn about all this stuff and I'm just, I always say I'm addicted to prof- or self-development because I just can't, like I constantly am reading self-improvement There's always books, room for improvement. Yeah. But I, it's interesting to me. So I love it. Not that everyone else has to do that to be authentic. It's just something I authentically enjoy. Um, but yeah, yeah it's. It's been years, um, but again, like every that. every every few months, like you feel like you feel a shift, and <laughs> yeah, there's a new pivot about yourself. And I think yeah. for me, like it's, I I reached the point a few years ago where I was like, I was just over myself. <laughs> I was like yeah. at a low, and I was just like, there's just got to be more. What yeah. does that more look like? And that was in that searching. It was like oh, how much of my day am I spending energy on things that I don't want to spend energy on? And it's the evaluation, you know, like the evaluation works both ways. Am I happy and content? Am I getting fed what I need to get fed right now? Or am I like depleting my resources faster? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you think of some like an easy example is like someone at like a soul draining job, you know, where you're like, oh my gosh, I have to drag myself out of bed to go sit there and do this job that I hate and then come home. And then when you're there all day at this job that you hate, for whatever reason, maybe it's not challenging enough. Maybe you just hate it. um, You probably don't have any energy to do anything else the rest of the night. And that's where we see a lot of people, you know, binging on Netflix and eating Ben and Jerry's on the couch and right. going to bed. And then you just get up and do the same thing, you know, living for the weekend, but then your weekends probably aren't, aren't, it's not long enough to fill your cup back up because then pretty soon it's Monday again, you got to do this over again until you retire. That's no way to live. No, I, I, I've told people this before. I don't think I, created this saying, but I have no clue who said it to me first, that life is really long when you're unhappy. Yeah. And like people always talk about how fast life goes by. And that's true. But when you're unhappy, when you're unhappy with yourself, when you don't know who you are, it really drags on. And so if your worst part of your day is your job, that eight to 10 hours, however long your shifts might be, is like the longest days of your life, you know, like, and that's just like one perspective that I have. Is there, um, before we wrap up, is there one more thing that you want to make sure that everyone hears about yourself living authentically, anything like that? Yeah, well, it's, you know, living authentically is a process. Like we've talked about, it's not something Mm -hmm. that happens overnight. And there are so many different ways that you can utilize to try and get to know yourself a little bit better. Cause that's really where it starts. It starts with you. You cannot change the external world, but if you change your internal world, the external world will change in response to that. So it starts with going inward. Um, again, yeah. there's so many different tips and tricks that I could suggest, um, but I will plug my training instead. Yes, please. Um, On August 16th, uh, 7 o'clock Central Time, I'm going to be hosting. It's totally free, probably just about an hour, maybe 45 minutes to an hour, um, a free training on how to live authentically, where I'm going to share 
some of my favorite tips, some of the things that I have used, some of the things that I have helped people, um, friends, clients, um, help them go through. Again, it's not a one size fits all, but I always feel like the more tools you have in your toolbox, you know, the the better equipped you are, you know, the easier it's all going to be. So you kind of just choose what resonates and then uh, take it from there. So if you're interested in that, um, again, it's totally free. You can um, hop on my Facebook probably is the best uh, place to find the information on the event. Um, But I'm Mindy Duff or Up Level Your Life with Mindy and you can find it all there. Yeah. And I'll also have links for all of your stuff in the show notes. And I think it's a beautiful reminder that you said about showing ourselves grace. It's not one, two, three is going to fix it all and then you're forever changed. And it's going to be a lot of bounce back and So, but beautiful things can happen when we make the decision to live authentically. There may be pain involved in that. And that's where the grace comes in. And so thank you so much for sharing your message. Everyone listen to her podcast. She's got some amazing guests that I would like. I'm probably going to need to pick your brain on how you get some amazing guests. Because (laughs) as you know, this is only the eighth episode of mine. So, um, But yeah, check her out. I'll have all of her information in the show notes. And also I'll find the link for her Facebook event that she's hosting because I'm going to be there. So join both of us. I'll be cheering her on and taking some notes myself. Thank you, Mindy, for your time today. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yes. Till next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to Behind the Veil of Your Magical Life. I look forward to sharing more with you on the next episode. Please subscribe so you know when future episodes are available. Follow me on all the socials and rate the podcast. Also, if you would like to be a guest on the show, I invite you to fill out a short form and I'll get back to you as soon as possible to schedule. All links are available in the show notes. And until next time, goodbye.